Hello everybody, welcome to the Reflect Now podcast. It's our final installment of this season. We're so excited, very special guest. Uh, Nolo, I'm going to tell you a lot about him. Um, and as I intro him, I'm actually going to hand it over straight to him because yeah. we've got a lot to get into. Um, Nolo, if no one knows who you are, if they're new to this sure. and new to you, yeah. uh, give us the quick 20 second snapshot. Who is Nolo McQuena? Fantastic. Thanks. Before I introduce myself, I want to say thank you very much. It's great to be here, man. So polite. Nah, man, I, I really do mean it. You know, I love, I love this church. I love the leadership. And uh, yeah, it's really fantastic to be here. But I'm Nolo McQuena. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a youth advocate. And uh, that's pretty much the summary. Wow. Yeah, it's and, um, straight to the point, yeah. I think one thing I've always just been struck by is just, um, I think the leadership gift that God's obviously given you, it's multifaceted. Yeah. Uh, I've seen you in different contexts yeah. with different teams on yeah. stage preaching versus being all hardcore yeah. and corporate. Um, yeah. And I, I think you have so much to offer and I'm so keen to have this kind of conversation. I was just letting you in on um, just before this, kind of the whole heart behind the podcast. Yes. Um, coming out of this this prophetic theme that we've been kind of mm. coming through, through Vision right. 2021, of being this idea of reflecting heaven yeah. on earth, which I know your heart just beats for. And yeah, absolutely. Every conversation we have, I, I love, we've become, you know, such good friends. We have such a deep yes. um, friendship that I value. And I so love watching when you get excited about something and there's probably nothing you get more excited about than the kingdom it, it and, really is about that, yeah. And I think in this kind of idea of reflecting heaven, that's such an important thing to talk about because this idea of the kingdom being where God is ruling and reigning and that being reflected on earth and that being a part of our purpose, our mandate, literally what God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit is doing in and through us yeah. is such an important conversation to have. Yeah. And so before we dive into it, we normally do this just to get the conversation sure, going sure. in. And keep it cool. Uh, we play a little game, a little oh, icebreaker, on, and then I'm going to start peppering you okay, with, the, cool. with the deep cool. questions. Let's go. Let's go. Um, it, we call it this or that. So I give you two <laughs> options. Okay. You give me your preference, no just problem. to give us a window no uh, into how you work no and uh, what your preference is. So first one is Instagram or TikTok. Oh man, you know, it depends who you ask in my life, but yeah, TikTok's great. Yeah, TikTok's addictive. It's great. I love it. <laughs> My wife is the only one in our house who has TikTok. I, um, and so I just get sent the, the decent TikTok. You have no idea what you're missing out on. Yeah, the level of talent that people you're have. You're the youth advocate, not me. Yeah, I you know me. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you tell me I'm old all the time because I'm a dad of two. Listen. And you're older. I told him. <laughs> I told Duncan I, I am one year older than him. But <laughs> I remember when he had his first kid, I said, man, you're, you're like you're, you're like 45 from right now. <laughs> then he had his second kid. I'm like, bro, this guy's 60. You know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah, man, I'm a TikTok guy, you know. Thanks, get on TikTok. It's going to be amazing. Church, get um, on TikTok. <laughs> uh, going out versus staying in. <sighs> going out. Yeah. I love, I love people. I love expression. I love feeling different spaces, feeling energy, um, good food. I emphasize good. Uh, you but, had uh, enough of it during, oh, being man. inside during COVID. I so think you that's the, to, like, get out. I now. think that's the thing. Yeah. I love being out. I, I think I'm too, when I'm alone at home, I enjoy that a little bit too much. So I can go times and stretches for like two weeks, just only seeing people at work and sort of recruiting. So, so I definitely need it just to be out there, hear different conversations and so forth. Yeah. So. Next one, voice note or text? Te uh, text, yeah. Don't voice note me, especially if it's over a minute. I'm not listening to it. Like, it's just, this, just call then. Like, just rather call. We keep coming back to it, but every guest always talks about voice note etiquette. Like, there's, um, and it's one way or the other. There's no middle ground. It's the guys who do 20 minutes or the guys who do like 
Give me a 10 second and I'm it's like, done. Give me 60 seconds. I've used voice note as a low cost air carrier, you know. It's mango. You can only go to Durban, Cape Town, Bloemfontein. That's it. That's it. Like, don't try to go to London with that thing. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Coming back to yeah. now, the actual conversation, right, the conversation meat, yeah. that we have to have. Um, I, I get so, as I said, I, I, I'm always so astounded just by how much your heart beats for uh, the kingdom. Yeah. And a real deep understanding of um, kingdom principles and then how they apply. You, I mean, you've worked in the, you know, leading ministries yeah. in church yeah. and in, you know, big, high corporate environments. Sure. And every time it's like, well, what's the kingdom principle and how do we apply it? And I think that's such an important thing. How do you think this idea of reflecting heaven now on yeah. earth, the kind of on earth as in heaven, how do you think that plays into this idea of kind of big picture kingdom perspective? Wow. I think it's so important. I think just the question alone is so massive. And you can see I'm coming alive a little bit because I, I, I really enjoy this topic because I think it is critical. It's critical for really two reasons, right? I think the first is heaven's not a destination, right? It's, it's not just a destination. I think what's important is it being a reflection. And that's how when Jesus teaches us to pray in Matthew uh, 4, 4 and 5, he says, you know, little will be done in heaven. Little will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's, it's, we can never pray that prayer with full understanding unless we have a grasp of what heaven is what it looks like, how it functions, what the realities are, et cetera. So that's important. But the other important thing is, you know, I always preach and I say it's one thing to be saved, especially to young people. Getting saved is one thing, but we want you saved and set free right now. That second part is important. And why I'm phrasing it is I come back to the original design when God said, I've given you dominion here on earth. Why is kingdom thinking critical? Let me put it to you this way. What is a great amount of resource to you? And, and the resource doesn't have to be defined as money or anything else. Like it could be money, it could be power, it could be land, it could be whatever. But what's a great amount for you, just off the top of your head? Like money. In, okay, let's use money, money as a context. Let's go just yes. a million bucks. Like. Okay, so a so million dollars? Yeah. Cool. So standing between you and a million dollars right now is either a man or woman or a group of men or women. You could be at home and maybe you're a banking executive or an insurance executive and in your head, a lot is $1 billion. Well, between $1 billion and you is either a man, a woman, or a group of men and women. The reason is because you could say, I want water. Well, between you and owning a dam is either a man or woman or a group of men and women. Because when God said, let them have dominion on earth, he set in motion a system that says any and all resource on this earth is under the custodian of a man, a woman, or a group of men and women. Now, this is critical for us to grasp. If we are going to understand what bringing heaven on earth looks like, we must understand we're already equipped to rule as an extension. Now, so, so this means that bringing heaven to earth, Dunks, means it is impossible to do so without being custodians. Mm. right? And so back in the day when the church was growing, it was important just to get people saved. Let's get them saved. I'm not saying obviously salvation is, is ultimately what we want. But as we evolve, we begin to realize, oh, living out this kingdom thing is important. And maybe kingdom has less to do than praying for your you know, workmate than it does with making sure we raise great people who think about education and can start chains of schools like Kuros. Mm. You know, maybe it's about who manufactures the ties. Maybe it's about, it's about Christians being custodians of systems. Mm. And that's how kingdoms outwork. So this is important for me at a big level mm. because if, as long as we quantify kingdom growth as filling up church pews, 
I think we limit the full extent of what God can do in yeah. this earth. It needs to manifest uh, really across the board. And I think the church is the center. The church is the heartbeat. The church is the equipping station. But people have to go out and make sure that they can express that. Definitely. And I think that's where the, the this kind of, this cross between our kind of corporate mm. side and, and where it plays out individually. And I think it's so important in getting kind of that understanding. I love what you said in terms of if we just define kingdom growth as growing numbers in church. Yeah. Oh, no, we, we missed miss it. it. We miss it completely. We, we absolutely miss it. And I'm sorry to interrupt because you've got me going with this topic, right? But like we, we miss it completely because we, we've become short-sighted, number one. Number two, we've popularized what I call Christian callings, which is a ridiculous thing if you think about it, right? Because if you're Christian and you're called, everyone has a Christian calling, but it's sort of like, no, these are like, Christian court, yeah, you know, like if you do this, then God really loves you and all that sort of stuff. And what that also does is it creates a dissonance, particularly amongst the younger generation, because what we hold sacred is is not just a byproduct of our belief system, it's a byproduct of the culture we grew up in. Mm. So, for example, music is probably not as sacred today as it was in the 60s. You know, I hear my mom and them talk about, you know, Louis Armstrong, and it's like they're talking about apostles, you know, where it's like, we're like, bro, there's a new artist every single week, you know, the frog song, like we had it all, you know what I mean? So like for us, it's it's sort of different, but but the challenge with that is we we create a system where there's what I call, you know, um, sacred roles or really sacred place, which aren't necessarily biblically based, um, because actually the first, anyway, the first guys who got instructions were engineers and how to build a temple and all that sort of stuff. So everyone has a role to play. The point I'm making is this. As as long as we see kingdom growth as filling up church pews, we limit the ability of the church to exercise the first commandment God gave men, which is have dominion and multiply. And we are the best people to do it on earth because mm-hmm. we've got the influence and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And and when you focus just on that, I believe you also take away the power of the church to grow and multiply, right? Because that's that that's how it's going to expand. We need people who are going to go out and fulfill what God has called them to do. Now, I want to emphasize this as well. It's not about money. I think the enemy has been so good mm. to make money such a big thing that people either pursue or not pursue things because of money. I think it's a purpose thing. If you're in purpose, you'll flourish. So that's important to understand. But the critical thing and why I'm mentioning this is that was a long buildup. I'm mentioning this to say, by, by and large, I really believe that we as believers don't understand how the world works. And that's probably the biggest issue, right? If you go back, let's say Abraham and his sons, they were in the water business. They understood we live in a semi-arid desert place and water is going to be important. Joseph understood how the world works. It mm. says during the years of plenty, he stored up the grain. And in the years of deficit, he sold it back to people at an increased price, so much so that he bought 90% of Egypt back to Pharaoh. Right? Imagine the government having so much money, they buy back Santon. Mm. That's, that's, but he understood how the world works. Esther understood how the world works. David understood how the world works. And obviously our greatest example is Solomon, who really understood mm. how the world works. And I think one thing we can, and, and the kingdom allows you to do that. The kingdom allows you to have freedom 
to understand how the world works, the minutiae, the ups and downs, the valleys, the peaks, so that you can get a picture of where God wants to place you with your gifting, you know, with your talents, but most importantly, with the calling and the, the leading of the Holy Spirit to be in this place, to be a representation of him, to be a reflector of the kingdom and really bring change. And that ultimately will always drive numbers in church pews. And church church can now equip us fully because we're actually doing it. We're not just going to church. Now we're complaining about, yo, did you hear on the second chorus, his, he, he sang it off. What is, bro, I'm too busy changing education in Africa mm. to be concerned about that, bro. I'm too busy making sure financial services reaches every village and corner of the continent. He can sing off all song for all I want. I'm amongst my brothers and sisters. We're getting encouraged in the word because that's what I need because I'm fighting real battles and that's what we need to focus on. That's a very long answer. I apologize. I think so often, and we, we speak about even in, um, in kind of our language within city is as you're pursuing purpose, such an important thing is, uh, is burden. Mm. Uh, what God's burden in your mm. heart for. Mm. And I think that kind of idea it gets it down to an individual level. And I think you're, you're, you're so right in terms of it's so important if you, as you pursue your purpose, right. you're led by the Holy Spirit. Right. God's leading you to whatever it's doing. But there's also should be this burden that's attached to it. And I think that burden so often isn't just, hey, how my heart feels or what my heart's passionate about. Right. And that's something that originated not in myself, but in originated in what God started. In the God design, yeah. But I think we sometimes do miss that it does always connect back to yeah, kingdom. Absolutely. And uh, I've heard you speak about this before, but this idea of, and you spoke about, you know, heaven is not just this destination we get to. It's also, it also is giving us a representation that we get yeah. to work in and actually see yeah. reflected now. Yeah. Where do you think that connection between our burden and what, what God's doing should connect to that perspective we have and yeah. that representation? Um, because heaven is that picture that we get to like almost take as the blueprint to say, yeah. well, you know, we know we're going to get there then, but let's be working in it now. Well, I think uh, it's such a beautiful question because it's almost as if the answer's in the question, isn't it? And I think this is one of the challenges we have as the church. As we've grown and the world has evolved and different belief systems have gained significance in certain corners of society, one of the challenges we have is that we are so nervous of people hijacking our language or using common language with other belief systems that we miss out on some concepts which are powerful. What you just described is the concept of oneness, right? God made all things. It's Colossians 3, right? Which is in him, in Christ, he holds together the entire universe. We are in him, in him we have our breath. It, he is everything. Now that is important. Because if you take back a new father, I look at my nephews, and they're three and two. And they fight a lot, as usual. Uh, shout out the Mugwena boys. But, but when you backtrack and you look at when something happens to the one from another child, the other instinctively wants to do something. So if another kid pushes any other kid, they instinctively want to protect that kid. Uh, if something happens, they'll jump in the car and say, Mom, Dad... This child was so mean to so-and-so, that wasn't okay. It, it almost comes in our design to be conscious of these things that are anti what we're made to be, which is mm. a reflection of our father, right? It's, it's, it's this oneness. So even if we take historic issues with longstanding uh, prominence in society, like racism, a big part of it is just people going, this doesn't feel right. You know, I, I know mm. the system, but it doesn't feel right. GBV, it's... 
guys, I just don't know if this is what we're supposed to do. Seeing a starving kid on the corner, you know, we all remember that first time you ask your mom, mom, where's their mom? Why, mm. why aren't they, can we take them home? Mm. Because inherently in, no one taught you that stuff. Inherently in us is that. And the world, as we grow, we begin to dampen or dilute or suppress that belief system. Now, this is important for us not only to get, but to accept. Because once you accept, and this is what, you know, is, 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 and I'm trying to paraphrase, I'm trying to get it specific, but I might paraphrase the word when it says that God has put eternity in the hearts of man. This, this is some of the stuff that God has put inside of us. Once you not only get, but accept this concept of oneness, you are now at a place where you can readily accept the kingdom of God. Because right? the challenge we have is accepting the kingdom of God. We know it exists, no, it exists, but can you accept the kingdom of God? Accept the principles, accept what it means, but more importantly, accept the role you play in bringing it here on earth. And once you get oneness, you understand that we're all connected. As Paul writes in Corinthians, you know, we are, we are many parts, one body, right? He says if the hand tries to be the head, there's going to be issues. So, but, but you see, it's repetitive even in the word. It's the concept of oneness. And once you get that, you'll begin to understand that you're fully equipped to be a full reflection of God's kingdom. Now, this is important because in 2 Peter, he writes, you know, Paul writes and talks about, you know, you're a soldier. Mm. And soldiers don't concern themselves with civilian matters. And I love that concept because on four layers, you know, it speaks about one, there's a bigger kingdom, there's a king and, you know, there's a bigger mission we're fighting for. Two, it talks about you're equipped. As a soldier, you have what it takes, the tools and all that. Number three, it talks about instruction, which is what we're talking about, the Holy Spirit. You know, that you've that got thing, instructions, yeah. you've got clear orders, there's no confusion. It's clear and the Holy Spirit guides us every day and he leads us every day. But then the fourth thing it speaks to is you have a choice, right? As a soldier, you don't have, just because there's a, a bigger army with protection, where there's a system in order, just because there's a mission, just because you equip, just because you've got instruction doesn't mean you must do it. And God's given us the freedom of choice. But, but, but that decision is where it's important. I think that's where it comes back to the foundations of how do you reflect. You reflect it in your daily decisions. Mm. God is our source. The kingdom is a powerful light. Jesus says you're like a city shining on a hill. So we are that. But the daily decisions we make is almost like a polisher on a mirror. Yeah. And the more we make kingdom-orientated decisions, the more light we reflect. And the light is not from us. The light is from him. We're just conduits. And so, but it all starts with understanding oneness. Once you understand oneness and you accept oneness and you look at the guy begging on the street corner, it's the same as the president. It's the same as your daughter. It's the same as you. And you're all made in this image. And we're all a part of God's plan. And we're here but for 100 years. There were many people before us. There'll be many people after us. And God has given you a mission as a soldier to self-put you in this time, in this season, with a specific purpose. I have equipped you, and you are mine. Mm. I have made you. And I knew when I made you what I put in you. And I've given you the Holy Spirit to guide and teach, as Jesus says. I'm leaving, but there'll be one who will teach even greater things, and he will guide you in the ways of truth. So I've given you that. It's given us the church community. So, so God is saying, I've equipped you to fully be that. Go and be that because I've got a mission for you, soldier. And the mission is now because the kingdom is advancing. Yeah. And the kingdom will advance long after us. The kingdom was advancing way before us. Through the days of, you know, Moses, David, 
to the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, John Wesley, Martin Luther King. I mean, it's just been advancing and will continue to advance. And we have, we have about 100 years to play our role in it. And you won't see it unless you see oneness. And, you know, the right of Hebrews, I'll, I'll definitely end this point to this, the right of Hebrews, for me, that faith chapter is about oneness. Mm. When he says we have a great, you know, cloud of witnesses, guys who have gone before, who are yeah. saying we are with you in this and you will graduate earth yeah. and come join us and there'll be another one and we will cheer them on because the journey is one. It's, it's, we are bringing kingdom on earth from Abraham. All it was is bringing king through G. All it is up until the great battles of Revelation. It's about, that's why there's a thousand years of peace. It's about reigning here on earth, what God has in heaven. And I think for me, if we get that, accepting oneness, accepting that just because I'm president, I'm not more important than the father who's leading to and works in some obscure role or the pastor, or do we all have equal significance in the body? Some are just more prominently seen than others. We will absolutely bring kingdom here on earth as God designed it. I love it. And this conversation, I know a week ago on forever. Absolutely. I'm so, ever I'm so sorry. <laughs> My explanations are long as well because I'm passionate. So. No, I, I get it. I think that just the last thing I think you could leave us with um, just quickly is sitting in this moment right now. Mm. Um, and I know you're someone who is so led in, in, in kind of, hey, God, what are you, what are you seeing? Mm. And what should we be seeing in this moment? Mm. Um, what do you think is the one kingdom principle or the one challenge or the one kind of encouragement you have for anyone that's listening who wants to get that kingdom perspective to walk that road of purpose? But what do you, what do you think is the key for right now yeah. that God's calling us to? Well, I think, I think the one key for right now, which I feel for this time, this generation, this era, this age, is a restoring to what Jesus terms the weightier things of faith. And it's a great story where he's walking around and, and the Sadducees are saying, why would you heal someone on a Sunday, which is the Sabbath? And, uh, and Jesus says, you're, you're so concerned with the rules, you miss the weightier things, which is justice, mercy, and loving your neighbor. And I think for me, it's uh, what I feel right now, the kingdom principle which still zeroing on is Matthew 24 and 25, um, where Jesus talks about, I'll separate the sheep from the goats. And he says, many will come to him on the day of judgment and say, but Jesus, did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not perform miracles in your name? And he says, I do not know you. Because mm. he says, I was hungry, you didn't feed me. I was naked, you didn't clothe me. I was in prison, you didn't visit me. And it's almost as if it's a great representation where God is saying, I'm so true to who I am and my principles, that if you pray in my name, which is the highest name in the universe, I will heal. But to live out the weightier things of faith, is what I believe our calling is now. And I think in this reflective period of COVID, we've all had a chance to sit back and say, what is the game we're playing? And what really matters? You know, is it about what we have? Is it about what we own? Is it about the people we love? How do we express our faith in the truest form? And I believe that right now, the kingdom principle we should all focus on is that. And I believe even the biggest businesses of the next 30 and 40 years are going to be born out of that focus. In a post-COVID world, the one who can get food to every corner of the earth at the cheapest cost is going to be the biggest food business in the world. The one who can clothe people well in a dignified manner. 
at the cheapest cost is going to be. So it's 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 more than just a kumbaya thing. I think it's quite a literal world change, kingdom defining, taking ground thing. Mm. And 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 I believe that's our focus. Should be our focus now. I've been so encouraged. Uh, I hope you have as well. Hope you've been challenged. Um, as we say at the end of every single episode, if you've been challenged, someone else will be. Um, and so we encourage you, uh, subscribe, keep up with our content, share it with someone. Um, let's share this thing far and wide. Thank you so much for joining us. No, Lord, it's a pleasure, uh, sir. I so appreciate you. So appreciate your heart. Uh, we'll be back uh, with a new season uh, coming up. And so why don't you just continue to watch our socials, continue to subscribe, stay up to date with all that we're doing. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Awesome.